0: Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul radio show brought to you by adventuresinministry.com where you can find all your resources, the app, free app, and uh, all the things you need for ministry right there at www.adventuresinministry.com. This is the John and Paul show. I am Paul with John Podine. It is football season and it is time to get back to it. But John, I got to tell you, I'm done. I've had it. I can't do it anymore. I'm out. It's time to move. It's time to load it up and get moving. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm moving. I'm out of here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move downstairs. Yes, at the Big U, the youth group is on the road moving, so we're going downstairs. You know, Paul, I, I've got to be honest, you scared me there for a second. I thought we, the John and Paul show was about to turn into the Dr. John and Paul show. Where we were going to have some intervention time here to, uh, to stop you from, from jumping off the ledge here, saying, you know, that's it, it's over, I'm moving downstairs. But I, I'm glad you cleared that up, and for our audience, I'm glad you cleared that up because, you know, I, I was afraid I was about to have to come across campus here and give you CPR because I was going to kill you first yeah yeah please don't please don't hurt me or kill me um uh, i'm just um walking through the building we have the home school program that started kicked off today and so um i gotta share this my um my headset is in my truck and i can't and those classes are going on and i can't get out anywhere i've I just realized i am a prisoner in my own office um <laughs> Paul, are you saying you're trapped? Are you trapped in something church building? I am. I'm a youth minister, and I'm surrounded by children, and I'm trying to get away. What's wrong with that picture? Paul, um, maybe we do need to turn this into an intervention show where we we talk about (laughs) things. I, I know what it is, Paul. It's because you're so excited about college football starting up, and we had some games last night. And I know I really honestly know why you are so kind of beside yourself right now i'm definitely beside myself right now and the um well um, i know the, the reason um, why the air conditioner is blowing like crazy and uh, you can't hear me because i had to sneak out of the building and find a way to get to um <laughs> to get to my truck to get my seat so i can do this podcast properly um but also, Ladies and gentlemen, if, if you are listening to this podcast and you're wondering what Paul is doing, Paul has just probably tried his best to escape out of the University Church of Christ building, and what that means is he probably has to walk <laughs> half a mile to his vehicle. It's a big building. We it. Oh, definitely, <laughs> so definitely. We are, we are here joined today with Paul getting his exercise. Oh, man, I'm getting my steps. My Vivo Smart's loving me today. Um <laughs> Well, Paul, can I tell you why I think you're just so beside yourself? And it really has nothing to do with homeschool or moving out of the youth room. I know what it has to deal with. Okay, Paul. Well, before you do, before you do, I have to. I have an exclusive. I am now on mic, and things will be the quality will be much better. And let me say this: I opened up a huge door. We are happy to have these children in our church building. Um, <laughs> I was trying to jump away from them because I didn't want to
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't want to interrupt their their learning opportunities. I am the last person to to want to interrupt anyone's education. I am all about education. My life I Paul. Uh, that's all you're doing right now with education. Tell me about it. But uh, but yeah, John, please tell me, please tell me. I'm on the edge of my seat as I'm walking, which makes no sense. <laughs> but um, I'm trying my way back to my office. Tell me, John Hoda, why am I in such a, a fit? Because you are excited. and You can't control your excitement because you are you are um, celebrating with me the return of Tim Peebo oh, no. to the NFL. Yes. You are bad. excited. You are excited because yes. last night in New York, the site – uh, the most tragic place in sports, the most tragic uh, things that happen in sports, in that that 2012 season, and when he is playing for the uh, New York Jets and Rex Ryan, the tragedy that took place in the NFL. Tim Tebow becomes a phoenix and and rises from the ashes there in New Jersey last night and. Yeah, we finally got to see Tim Tebow in action, and 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 Paul, I just got to say that it brought tears to my eyes a little bit. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm watching the glory days of Florida, you know, because you know we'll get into college football. There's some few days of that been since, and so I know that's why you're excited and why you're a little tripped up here this morning. Uh, let's let's get back to your little dialogue you just completed. Um, did you say 2012? Okay, maybe it's 2013. I can't remember the years. Well, this is 2015. I'm afraid you're living in the in the history time, John. I love you, man, but it's time to live in the now. And the now hey. is Sam Bradford. That's the now. At least let me, let me just let me say about Sam. Brett. <laughs> let, let me <laughs> just tell you. Can I go please talk about Sam?
1: Hey, go before you start, goes,
0: before you start, John, know this: Brother Sam is a brother. He is a member of the, of the Lord's Church. He's a member of the Lord's Church, so be careful what you say next. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about him. That <laughs> I am predicting this now, and I, and I wish him all the best in the world. Game six, we'll he will be by game six. He will be out with another torn ACL and and Mark Sanchise is going to come in, and he's going to run into the rear end of, of one of his linemen and fumble the ball again, and that's going to be a disaster. And Philadelphia is going to have a, a record that's going to be putting them right there, and they're worried if, if things don't turn around and Chip is going to turn, and he's going to say, Timmy, is that's what he calls him now, Timmy, I need you to be Timmy. And <laughs> Timmy's going to run out there. Somebody. Timmy is
1: going
0: to run out there and he is going to lead those Eagles to the Super Bowl. You heard it here first on the John and Paul show.
1: Skip Bayless can sit
0: back and ESPN and do his thing, but you heard it right here. Super Bowl MVP, Mr. Timmy Tebow. I'm just calling it right now. Yes, I did draft him. I did draft him on one of my fantasy football teams. Can I tell you of of our group, and there's a six in our group, uh, Tim Tebow went, and, and I had the last pick. I had the 96th pick. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I, it, it worked out well. It was well balanced. But, do you want to guess who number 95 was? Who was it? I'm Timmy, curious. Timmy Tebow. Timmy Tebow. Oh. Who I'm like Tim. Out of 90, uh, I, think, I think Giff did. Uh, Andrew Gifford. Oh. I got to give Giff a hug then. Yeah, he was the last one. Okay, so. Uh, it sounds like uh, you're the one that needs assistance this morning, John, if you actually think that's actually going to happen. but um, it, it, it can happen. I love how you say, I wish no ill will on, on Sam Bradford, but he's going to get hurt in two weeks. Plenty. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just happy oh, well. right now that, that at least for one night, and I'm and, and, and have to be honest, Paul, since we're on this Tim Tebow discussion, Have you ever seen anybody, every play, as criticized or scrutinized as him ever in the history of sports? No, he's definitely made history. Um, I mean, mean, Paul, this guy goes back, he completes a pass. Oh, that's the defender's fault because he wasn't in the right spot. Really? (laughs) Oh, that's a little bit underthrown. And the guy got tackled after he just makes a 45-yard catch. Really? And it's just like every little thing. Even even though he had last night, Paul, he had four passes dropped. He was 11 of, of 19 last night.
1: Or, excuse me, 11
0: of 17 last night. He had four passes dropped. And they it on him. How many interceptions did he have? He did have one interception. He had one interception. Just one? but. Yes, he had one interception, but if you'll know the play, it was 4th and 16, and they were going for it, and actually ends up helping because they should have not intercepted it, and they would have had the ball in a better position, but because they did interception, intercept it, Timmy did the, you know, he. it's almost like a punch. He put him there inside the 10-yard line. So, hmm. hey, it it all works out good.
1: When you say Timmy, ran. you
0: didn't get do you know who I think about? And you may you may not remember this. Um we had a kid here, I guess it's four or five years ago. Um, for some reason everybody called him Timmy Hollywood. Because he had big time big time aspirations and um uh the Timmy Hollywood, I spent so much time in counsel with this, this young man. Um, and the funniest story is this though. In one of my discussions, he was so put off and so beside himself, he started running up Atlanta Highway, and Phil Bouse was running after him.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: foot for foot, all the way up Atlanta Highway. They probably, let's see, they, that one, I think they made it all the way up to, um, uh, uh, what's it, Edgemont um, up there? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was um, it was hilarious. I'm like, why did you follow him all the way that way? He was halfway home. That's where he was going. He just came um, <laughs> Hollywood. So when you say Timmy, I think, oh, oh little Timmy. Oh, Paul, oh, oh, you, you, that was probably your time when you were like, oh, I'm scared. I'm fired. I'm not. I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he, was uh, a visitor. I mean, he he came on his own and with his sister and had no connection to the church. And we were trying to work with him and um am not real sure where he is today what, um, what uh, facility he is a member of. But, but I know that, um, that um, it was one of those situations. We really tried to work with him, and hopefully he's doing well wherever he is. So that's what I think about when I think of Timmy. I think of a little kid right up the street trying to figure things out. Well, Paul, I promise I won't talk – I can't promise I won't say another thing on this podcast about Tim Tebow, but I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know we have some very exciting things we need to be talking about Um, this is the beginning of college football season last night yeah South Carolina, North Carolina the Civil War of the Carolinas and and they kept it close all the way to the end didn't they Doc? they sure did keep it close I I was a little shocked there for a second I I was like when I was watching some of the scores and I'm flipping around and I'm looking and I said wow what what is Steve doing here you know North Carolina should not be keeping it this close and And, of course, a lot of the games were last night as a whole were really close. I watched a little bit of the Minnesota TCU game and and everything that was taking place with that. Um, I will admit that I have to say I did pay attention a little bit to the uh, uh, Michigan-Utah game just because I really just don't like Jim Harbaugh right now. Yeah. Why do you not like Jim Harbaugh? I don't know. I think he's just. I don't like him coming to Prattville right down the road and having uh, <laughs> these things trying to get yeah. people away from uh, from here. I guess it's probably my my issue more than anything else. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, um, there was some great games last night, and, and it was it was you know the SEC almost lost that one, but um, luckily. Uh, Oh, uh, the ball coach pulled one out there at the end, winning that one seventeen thirteen. 17-13, so that was good for him. Yeah. What did you think about well, the okay. Minnesota TCU game? I know we are have sort of an affinity towards – not affinity, but uh, a partiality towards uh, TCU because we spent some time with them at Exposure last year. And right number two in the nation coming up, winning by one touchdown against uh, Minnesota. Um, you know, a lot of things happening with that Minnesota program right now. What did you think about that? I was a little shocked. Because in fact I watched the Fox series. They were up oh uh, what was were they up? Twenty to ten or twenty to three. And yeah. I think it was twenty to three. And Boykin just misses, just overthrows um, uh his man for a touchdown. And I who was running there, and I mean it was just overthrown and from that next series and Minnesota goes to convert on a fourth down on a play, which everybody's really just shocked, couldn't do it. First of all, let me say, Minnesota really, really shocked me a little bit last night as, you know, hey, I know everybody in the Big Ten are talking about Ohio State and we're talking about Harbaugh being back at Michigan. Uh, don't sleep on Minnesota, though. I would say after watching them play a little bit last night and the crowd was into it. Um, but ever since, Boy Boykin missed that, uh, that touchdown pass. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of had this feeling, uh-oh, what, what's going, what's going, what's going. And they did what they had to do to pull it out. Um, mm mm-hmm. Now this is this is not a you know Minnesota is not what we would call a premier Big Ten team. So um, what does that say about TCU? Um, I think I mean let's let's not read too much into it. We are talking about the first ten of the season. Um, sure. You know let's let's give these guys from Texas a little break. You know they're driving and riding all the way up to uh, Minnesota, which is like Canada for them. So I mean, um, well let's let's not freak <laughs> too much out, but. Um, I think people are going to give uh, TCU another look of saying, Ooh, okay, are they really yeah. as good as we think they are? Well, I mean, TCU with with, um, with Boykin there, he's got to be at the top of the list on the husband, uh run, uh, again, first week of the season. But I still think he'll be there at the end of the season. I think TCU has a great chance uh, to get there. It's almost as if they weren't quite as prepared as they thought they were. Yeah, that, that's what that's what the impression is. I got to be honest with you, is that it was just um Now, to be fair, there and beat these guys, right. right? But to be fair, we're going to say that about all teams this weekend. I honestly believe after the Alabama- Wisconsin game, if Bama pulls it out, it's going to be very close, and we're going to say and Bama wasn't really prepared for this one. You know, that's well, no, that that kind, that kind of situation. what's happened. That's kind of what's happened mm-hmm. this last couple of years. You Remember, even last year, going into West Virginia when Alabama played them. You know, and Alabama pulls it out. You know, we're still expecting yeah. Alabama to go in there and throttle them. You know,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's give
0: these guys a little a little thing here. They got, you know, they got some challenges too to kind of get up off the field and let's start hitting each other. That's true, absolutely. Well, and some people actually thought Michigan should have won that game last night against um, Utah, but they they came in there and took care of business. Yeah, uh, they did. Um, I would not in Utah. I mean, if I didn't. I, didn't I, I expected Michigan to show up and beat them, especially with Harbaugh's first game. Yeah. Um, just to be honest with you, um, Utah, um, they had their couple years of really running there, you know, in Urban mm-hmm. Fire and a couple years after that. I did, not, I did not expect Utah to actually do that last time. So that's why, for me, it was shocking. Well, and, and football is a better year when Michigan's good. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. Never been, uh, but I did like hardball for the 29ers. I like the 49ers a little bit. But him being there, I, I kind of I wanted them to win because, like I said, NCAA football is a little more exciting when you got a Michigan involved. Oh, absolutely it is. You know, you got – and, and this, that's going to be an interesting race within the Big Ten, and I can't wait to watch. You know, if Urban Meyer goes up there the last couple years and, and he's up there in Ohio State and nobody's really there to challenge him, well, guess what? He does have somebody to challenge him now. And if James Franklin yeah. can ever rebuild Penn State, he'll have another person over there to try to challenge him. So, uh, Big Ten is going to be exciting to watch the next about four or five years. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of James um, Franklin, um, uh, the the one that actually coaches for Penn State, as you mentioned, uh, Vanderbilt um, came up a little short with uh, Western uh, Kentucky, uh, which Western Kentucky, in in their own right, not a bad team. Really good uh, program in their level, but beat um, Vanderbilt by two points. Um, Vandy probably the bottom of the SEC, but um, uh, I, I you know. But let me tell you something. You know, especially what what James Franklin left Vandy, um, it really shocked me. I've got to be honest with you. I'm really shocked with with how Vandy has looked last last year and then this year so far this year. Yeah. Um. Uh, this this he. And I forgot, I, the Coach's name is somebody totally just left on my brain who's there coaching at Vanderbilt. I want to say I, Brooks. I think it's Coach I don't, Brooks. I don't see him being there, I mean, much longer. You better turn this season around quick because yeah. Vanderbilt's really beginning, you know, I mean, kind of look embarrassing right now in the SEC. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And they're not they even playing their own stadium this year, are they? I heard That's they're doing renovations question. and they're having a plan. yeah. they doing. Um, I know they are doing renovations. Right there. yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah. especially doing all this renovation, you better at least start putting some some quality. Like they don't they don't expect Vanderbilt to go in and beat Alabama and the Auburn and the LSU and <laughs> the Georgia. No. They don't expect that, but they do expect you to beat you know the directional schools. Or formerly, this school is formerly known as directional schools. Right, right. Well, let's get to the, 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 um, the meat of this discussion. We know where it's all going to go. Tell us um, what McElwain has done for Florida. Give us some ideas on what you expect of Florida. I'm going to tell you right now, I think they'll do better than people think. I give them about eight or nine wins this year. I think the East is going to be a lot stronger than Eli. I think they will. You got, you got your Georgias, you got your Tennessees. And I think squad is also going to surprise some folks. But John, what do you think from your perspective? Um, I, I think you're about right. I think it's going to be eight or nine wins probably. I'm I probably on the eight wins will be the top right now. Um, it will not surprise me if it's seven. I will be a little disappointed if it's six, um, of course. And then anything over eight, I'll just be ecstatic. With um, McElwain, McElwain, has has. And from, from whatever all the rumors are and what everybody's saying, he had nothing on offense. Defense is going to be loaded, and it could be – I'm not saying it's going to be as strong as it has been the last couple of years with much um because you've got some young players that are having to replace uh, NFL draft picks. But mm-hmm. I think the defense is going to be yeah, at least top 20. I think it could be a top 10 defense, and so it's going to be heavily defense again. But um, we're still starting with two quarterbacks, Harris is going to get the start tomorrow over Greer, but they're both going to play. Um, I, you've got an offensive line that basically had two people that have any experience, two or three people that have any experience playing, um, and a lot of them are going to be freshmen. I, I think you're going to see some ugly wins, um, I, but I think what you're going to see is a different um, vibe on offense and that's where McElwain is really – he's having to play psychologists with the offense. Anytime they do something where a receiver drops the ball, their heads automatically are going down, and it's like, oh, well, here we go again, you know. And so he's got to really work on instilling confidence in them.
1: Hmm.
0: So um, are they set with one quarterback, or is he going to go with two? Uh, they'll be going with two, and I, and I, of course I believe by the end of the season they'll they'll nail it down of who's going to do what, but they're going with two, and uh, I'm right. not a fan of two. I've never been a fan of two, um, even when Spurrier did it back in the day. But uh, they're going with two tomorrow. And who are we looking at? Who they fly this week? How kind of come I've just totally lost who they're playing tomorrow? Why do I – thanks a lot, Paul. Now you put me on the spot here, and I totally lost I'm who sorry. they were playing. I oh, don't know. I totally lost who they were playing in, in all of this. Um, great. Who are they playing? Like West Appalachian and, State or something like that? No, Mexico State. Mexico State, that's right. That's right. Mexico State, that's who they're playing. For some reason, I'm thinking like Southwest Missouri. Because we're talking about directional schools or something yeah. like that. Um, and, and Mexico State. Should they should they bring anything big? No, you would think Florida would have no problem with them. Um, I think they'll give they're going to give Florida a tougher a tougher game than what I think a lot of us Gator fans really want. Um, but then we bust out and got Colorado State and some other games in here before we get into the meat of the SEC schedule. So um, we should win. But should and doing it, two different things. We lost to Georgia Southern two years ago, so I can't say anything nowadays. Yeah. That's true. Well what is uh, Alabama looking like here tomorrow, Paul, as they open up? What are you what are you what are you expecting? Or are you expecting to see on offense with Coker or what 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 is what is your thoughts going into the season? Well, John, I'm glad you asked that question. because um, I thought about this, I thought about this for the past four or five months. And I've been looking closely at what's going on. I've been talking to my contacts in T town, and um, even we have contact within the church who are friends with friends and family of Saban. So I've kind of kind of got my hand on what's going on. So um, I've come down to this, John. Most most schools are starting out with one quarterback, and yeah. in some cases, they're very they're they're game managers. They're efficient. Uh, in some cases, they're just a train wreck, and that's whatever. It's whatever. If they have one quarterback, Im- imagine the limitation you put on yourself by having only one signal caller.
1: What's the benefit <laughs> of
0: having five, <laughs> ten, fifteen quarterbacks? He's like, if you want to put one, hey, just go into the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me feel better right now about our situation at Florida. Paul. Yeah, I don't I don't know that right No doubt. It's. The thing is, here's the deal. Saban knows exactly who's going to take uh, center uh, when the game started. He knew two weeks ago. Uh, Let's not assume he's he's not part of the game with the media, as he always does. Um, I am not a gambling man. I am a Christian man. I did not gamble. But I will say this. If I were, my money would be on Alec Morris. under center. Really? I believe that he has the versatility. He has a strong arm. And he has an accurate arm. It's not super strong, uh, but it is super accurate. And I really believe he can put the ball where it goes. Um, he's not super fast, but he is. He is. He can. He can handle it. Uh, I think that he will go in the first series. He may go in the first two or three, and then following him. If there's any trouble, this will happen. But if not, uh, I think the third or fourth series you'll see Jake Coker come in. Those are your two. Um, Facebook and Twitter, they're quite messing with us, saying uh, Saban's got down to two. Who can it be? You know, um, whether it be Bateman, Coker, or or Alec Morris. It's Alec Morris, and it's going to be Jake Coker. That's where you're at. Coker, because of the experience, he's the only one of the five that's actually taken a hike uh, in a game, in an Alabama uniform or any uniform. So um that gets him. But there's a lot of different issues that, that put him where he is. But I think Alec Morris is the number one quarterback, and – um Coker is number two. And um, how that game turns out will not determine who will end up being the thermal quarterback. I think Saban will work on this for a couple weeks. I really do. But here's here's the deal. When you have um, when you have people like Kenyon and Drake and 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 Derek Henry in the backfield running that ball, you know, passing game do you really need it, those guys are gonna run like crazy. But we still have um yeah, you have Stuart and Malik and some other people that are coming in. Chris Brown, Chris Black. Watch Chris Black. I believe he's number one. Watch Chris Black. That guy's going to be awesome. I'm um, um, trying to remember the first name. Adrian, uh, Adrian um, Harris. Watch Harris, a third-rank, third, rank, uh, third um, cor- uh, running back. He is Mark Ingram/Trent um, Richardson Okay, in the waiting. He is awesome. So there's a oh, lot that's of big that's big that's big uh big things to put on a put on it, an incoming it is, freshman here. It is, and I'm quoting. I'm quoting uh players on the team. So, so um that's where it here. is. Now you notice I've said nothing about defense because the defense yes, I had, didn't they didn't have to plug many holes. I think Alabama's defence will be one of the best they've had in years. I really believe wow. that. Wow. Um I do. I think Wisconsin's game is about running and um Alabama's defense is about stopping the run. So Alabama wins the game. I do think Wisconsin will put some points on the board. I'm going to say 24 17. It's going to be close because Alabama is going to come out flat because everybody is. All their judges play each other for the past three months. So um, they'll come out a little flat but, um, and try to figure out everything from the quarterback perspective. But they'll pull it out in the end. That's just how I think it'll go on late Saturday night. Well, and, you know, it's interesting you're talking about Alabama's defense. They're going to need that this year because uh, the, West, the West is going to be loaded again. And I, and I know before we probably close out here, we'll talk a little bit about who we think we're going to win. But you got Auburn is going to be up there again. You have LSU that probably out of the three have the most favorable schedule uh, because uh, they do have the majority of their tougher games at home. Uh, right. you got to throw in Texas A&M. What are they going to do? Um, will, Mississippi, will Mississippi have another year, you know, like they've been having? Arkansas, are they going to step up here, you know? Um, but they they got a tough thing, and they're going to need that defense to help carry them through. I agree with you. I do think that they you will see Kiffin be more run heavy right now, and see what receivers are going to start stepping up uh, to replace you know um, ones they've lost, and
1: uh, it'll be interesting. You know, everybody probably
0: automatically assumes it's going to be Alabama that's um, going to uh, take the West. Um, you know they're ranked number three going into this year, so here's to see what's going to take place. Alabama um, is one of the perennial championship-type teams, and as much as I love them, that is why they're number three. Um, they have no business being number three. They will not be number three for very long. Um, I love them, but they're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to win the SEC. They're not going to win the SEC West. Um, but we'll get Don't the next. Let's kind of talk about that. You know, we got a bunch of people that, that um, are fans of the, of the uh, team on the other side of the state. Um, you know, one of the other ones that are favored to win the West, which was interesting when you go to SEC Media Days. I believe it was uh, Alabama was voted to win the SEC West. Uh, by the media, but yet Auburn was voted to win the SEC, which I don't know how you can do that. You can't win the SEC without winning one of the divisions.
1: But uh, what, what, are you, what are
0: your thoughts kind of going into the season about Auburn? Well, you might want to look at uh, Alabama LSU a few years ago because LSU won the SEC with a lost Alabama national championship game. Am I right on that? Right. Yes, you did. So, yep. The, the problem with the alabama situation is that's the last game of the regular season. Uh, with LSU, Alabama lost to them, what, two or three weeks previous? Yeah, that's earlier the, in the season think, there. So you're right. I don't think there's any way Alabama loses the, the Iron Bowl and has a chance for anything else. I think that, that right. closes the deal. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think uh, LSU – one thing I think is funny is they're putting a lot of stock in Texas A&M. I think that's hilarious because they did that last year, and they got embarrassed by South Carolina. (laughs) So, until I see it, I won't believe it on them. Uh, I think LSU is good. I think it's between LSU and Auburn in the West. I really do. Yeah, I I probably lean towards that. I am curious to see with Auburn what what changes are going to take place. Um, I think Malzahn is a pretty good um, offensive guy. He's got some good brains when it comes to that. Um, of course, everybody's known that, that Auburn's issue has been the defense. Um, well, they went <laughs> out and got more. supposedly the best defensive guy um, other than Nick Saban.
1: probably is out there.
0: Of course, he's a Saban disciple. Being a Will much champ, that's one thing nobody can argue about in Florida, was his defense. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what what's going to happen um, but I, I I probably lean a little bit that right now LSU probably has just because of their schedule. I don't. I, I'm not sure anybody's going to win the West without too long. All to be honest with you. Um, oh yeah, yeah. just of what's going to come in there. Um, it's going to be exciting. I think the West is probably once again the the best division in college football, and um, I'm excited to kind of see how these games are going to play out here. Um, don't sell them short, I don't think you can sell them short at all. I think their one issue is because of who's under center and' cause at some point in in the season they're going to have to have that quarterback step up and and you know complete a big third down pass or or take a team down to to, to score to win and you know I think that's probably the question is who do they have to do that um, and so um I think it's going to be exciting. I, I, what do you? What are your thoughts when you come over here and you look at the East? Uh, Tennessee and Georgia. Tennessee and Georgia. I think uh, um, Aaron Dobbs. Air Dobbs is the man. I think uh, Dobbs is going to be in the running for the Heisman. I think he is a a Cam Newton look-a-like. Um and I think he will he will win games on his own, on his arm and his legs. I really do. I think Tennessee. Now there's a lot of a lot of holes in the in the team, uh defensively, um and, and offensively on a couple of places, but but they've I don't know. That, that Dobbs is he's something else, I tell you. Uh, now, yeah. the only question mark for me for Georgia is, is quarterback. Yes. And taking yes. the transfer over the, the guy that knew the system. So that right there is gonna be interesting to see. Uh the Georgia Alabama game is going to be huge. Georgia wants Alabama so bad and um they have to go into Athens. So that's gonna be a very interesting um um, situation to look at. But I think Tennessee, Georgia, that's what it comes down to in the East. Oh, I absolutely do, too. I think Tennessee scares me. Tennessee absolutely scares me because um, I think there's some unknown. But I think it can be really, really good. But Jones has been working for so long rebuilding that program. And and what scares me is I think he has it uh, right now. I think he's on the cusp of it. Um, Georgia, yeah, the thing that scares me with Georgia is the quarterback quarterback situation, I think I think uh, Chubb is going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate um, in there um, for Georgia. I, I love this kid ever since I've even seen him in high school play. Um, man, I absolutely love him. I think he does things the right way, um, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year. Uh, defense should be markedly improved with Georgia, but and I'm about to say something, Paul. You're going to probably maybe pass out and have a heart attack. So I might have to come do that CPR for you at some point okay. here in, in this next comment. <laughs> they have Mark Rick as the coach as a coach. I, and Mark yeah. Rick has he, he has winning seasons. great guy. love him, but he never seems to get them over that 9-10 win win the SEC thing. They had one really good year and then the next year they're supposed to compete for the national championship and then they fall flat. It, and that I know people in Georgia uh, have been asking this question for the last few years. Maybe it's time to get a new coach to push them to get them over this point. And is Mark Rick a liability? And we believe we're actually, that I'm even making that statement there. Is Mark Rick a liability in this? It sure seems like it. I mean, I love the man to death. I've met him on, a, on, a, on an occasion that he came up and, and spoke in Calhoun. And I, great God. I, I want him to be coach of my son. If I had a son to play football, not that Caitlin is going to change (laughs) genders or anything here, and go play football for Georgia, but that's I would want him to. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But man, and here's my deal: if I'm the administration, I'm happy winning nine, ten games. I mean, trust me, bring him over to Faulkner, let him come and coach and and win nine, ten games every year. We don't care if he wins everything, but we have a good program that's been running. He's a good, classy guy. and going to work. Wow. You know? Uh, yeah. But this is big-time SEC football. I mean, I mean, how long has he been there? Ten years now? has got to be longer than that. It, he, he's got to yeah. be – I think he is the dean. Is he the current oh, yeah. dean of the, of the SEC coaches? I mean, I know you have Sprayer coming back. um but he was gone for those couple of years in there, and I I wonder if if uh, Mark Rick, our tenure, of course, a tenure at one place, he is the longest standing coach. So I, I think it's well, was it early 2000s he was brought on? So I think um, so, yeah. He's been a long time. So yeah, so that that's a question we'll have to see. But I, I agree with you. I think it will come down to Tennessee, Georgia. Um, that Tennessee, Georgia game is going to be really, really, really big. Um, this year, um, heading into anything, I, what what else do you see? You know, we, we kind of focus here on this SEC landscape. What else do you see um, out there in a broader college football sense? Uh, I'm going to shock many people, and as is an SEC guy in a bammer I do not see Ohio State repeating. Um, I see I see them winning out their schedule. And I see them, and I put them in my uh, bracket to go to the Final Four. But I I would say they lose that first game uh, because they're not really going to play anybody, Um, obviously the Big Ten. Sorry, Big Ten. Um, But uh, they'll be tested there. And I know we said that last year, but they just don't have the same things there that they did last year. They got, um, of course, they have quarterback turn wide receiver, which is good, uh, and two quarterbacks that can – get the job done, but I just, I don't know. I think they'll be shocked once they finally get to that big game and they have to play somebody that, you know, plays all positions all the time. I don't disagree with you at all. I think Ohio State, um, I think the reason they're not going to repeat, and, and it would not surprise me, actually, if they do lose that game or so in the regular season, because I, I think, I don't think that team is, is as, unified as it was last year. Number one, they kind of lost their edge because they won it last year and nobody expected them to. But I also think they got some issues because of um, the quarterback. You know, oh, yeah. still trying to figure out who's going to be the quarterback. And, and I, think, now I think Meyer will try to do the best that he can to set something up, but I personally think he, this could set up to really divide a team. Of who is going to play quarterback. And that's what I think will be more of their undoing, more than people against them in the field to play just flat beating them. Just to fact that team. I think that team is going to have some problems this year internally. Um, that's just my opinion, kind of looking at it. But uh, I mean, should they repeat? Man, they got all the talent in the world. But it kind of goes back to that, that Florida team after it had won the national championship and. And Tim Tebow and all those guys come back. I said I wasn't going to mention them again, but here we are mentioning him. Um, they come back of for that course. second year, and you know they had that in, they had some internal issues. They had some internal struggles going on, and and look what happens. Alabama just just punched them in the mouth in the SEC championship game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's what's going to happen to Ohio State. I do agree with you. Well, I don't agree with uh, Andrew Thompson in our in our chat room. He says that Ohio State has one of the softest schedules in the nation. That's true, and that's my point. If they're going to roll out right to that Big Ten schedule, when they get to um, whether it's Atlanta or New Orleans or wherever they're going, um, they're, they're going to finally hit some competition, and I don't think they're going to know what to do with it. I agree, and I think that's going to happen. Um, another thing I look at when I look at the landscape, I also don't see um, an, an ACC team making it to. Uh, to the national championship, um, I think you see you don't, uh, you flag- don't see an SEC team
1: going.
0: ACC. Oh yeah, yeah, no yeah, doubt about that. ACC. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't see them making it. I see um, their flagship, Florida State. I, I think they're going to have some problems. I think they have, um, they have an identity crisis. I think right now for them, in my opinion, with. Um, some of the, the you know, they they've been hot the last couple of years and now they got some of the dealing with being hot and being out there. You got arrests, you have some internal turmoil with uh, domestic violence and everything else taking place and Jimbo Fisher, people are gonna look at him, get this under control. And you know, I, I know from talking to some people involved with down there in Florida, they wonder if he his soul to bring in football players that would get him to win, but he had to sell his soul for that, and that's going to come back and bite you at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to get a a, a survey or a cemento on transfer quarterbacks that were actually successful. I'd like to know what that is. Now, Russell Wilson, obviously, is the number one thing you would think of. Sure. sure. Um, leaving uh, what um, – Washington to Wisconsin. No. Um but um, North,
1: Carolina I mean, to
0: yeah. North Carolina. State, North Carolina State. Yeah. Anyway, um so I don't know. Uh yeah, Golston there at uh Florida State and you're right, they're trying to figure out who they are and until he starts um Yeah. <laughs> um until he starts uh actually um you know, breaking the rules and breaking the law, I, I don't think anybody's gonna care. Well, here's my thing with Cam Newton. I saw Andrew just typed in there, Cam Newton. That wasn't necessarily, to me, he broke the law. He left Florida, went into the junior college transfer. I think what we're talking at least what you're talking about, Paul, are those people who are using the, well, I graduated from college already and I'm transferring because of graduate school coming in yeah. there uh, to play yeah. football. And, and that's a very good question. Um, very good question, of course. I think it, what made it popular was Russell Whistle what Russell Wilson and what he accomplished. But um, I would venture to say it wouldn't work the majority of the time. Yeah. Well and Russell Wilson's good the good example, the Coker, what's happening? Now he won't start, maybe, if he's lucky mm-hmm. on his second year, you know. Um, and then Al Golson now at Florida State, of course he's got it, he's got a job, it says his we'll see what happens. It should be it should be interesting. Um, it would definitely be uh, interesting. Yeah, definitely so. Well, um, John, you got some major games you think we need to try to look at and pick? We've talked over a bunch of them. I got three I'm looking at that are possible. I don't know. I guess one's not not, not one upset at all, but three games I'm looking at. Anything that just really pops out at you? Well, i tell you one thing I am curious about, and this may not be on a lot of people's landscape. I am curious about the Texas-Notre Dame game. Oh yeah, I I am very interested in the Texas Notre Dame game. Um, number one, I want to see what Charlie Strong will do. I mean, I I am a Charlie, Charlie Strong uh, fan. Um, I wanted him at Florida um, when we got uh, Muschamp, and I was wishing we would do anything we could to get him to come back. Um, I am I, a big proponent of him, um, and I'm curious. He's going, you know, to Notre Dame. This could this could be a big Sifting stone for him, Texas, of course, being unranked, and they should have been unranked for the last you know year after what took place and some of their seasons. Yeah. Um, I, so that one, that one had me curious. You know, of course, I know we got a big game, everything like that, but that's kind of my, my one that kind of off the chart a little bit, you know, Notre Dame being ranked, trying to see um, what happens there. Yeah, and that, that is at Notre Dame, correct? Yes, it is at Notre Dame. Well you can be one that that's off the chart that 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 we may not be thinking of Oh, wow um I had one, but it, we
1: kind of discussed it um uh, well
0: i i'm I'm interested in uh what and this is <laughs> off the chart I didn't get this one this Stanford. Right then at twenty one, go in and take on Northwestern. That'd be interesting. I look forward to see that. Northwestern plays a hard game, especially at home. Um and so, uh, they're at home against uh, the Cardinal. And um uh I just um I am interested to see. – you gotta love Stanford, you gotta love um that good coach and what they have going on there and uh I think that'll be close. I think Stanford probably wins it out in the end. I don't think they'll blow them away. But um I definitely think that's something that's one to look at. I think Virginia um, taking on uh, LH, uh, UCLA um, in tally. I think UCLA probably handles that, but uh, that'll be a good way to watch. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned it before, but I'll say this again. I think this um, Ohio State and Virginia Tech game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think so, too. I, I, you know, And that's one of the other games that, that kind of caught my attention there is because you know, nobody's expecting much from Virginia Tech, but – Virginia Tech, you know, Beamer, he he will do whatever he can, and, and I think it will be close. I think Ohio State has the has the uh, the talent wise well, should should whip them, but yeah, uh, I definitely I definitely think it's going to be closer. I think I, I think it could yeah. be like a Wisconsin TCU game last night type of thing. Right, right. Well, let's just do this. We got um we got four games we talked about. Let's make some picks here. Um, and then after that we'll kind of pick who we think is gonna win it all. Um, Texas at Notre Dame. Who do you got? Boy, I wanna say Texas. I wanna say Texas so, so bad and and why not? This is the first week of the year. I I'm gonna go and say Charlie Strong makes a statement. And it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be good, but he's going to bring the defense, and I'm going to go with Texas uh, winning that game, Something looking at a 17-14 type game. Mm. JP going with Texas. Okay. Yeah, I, right. I am. All right. All right. I Texas. Um Texas? Usually this never happens. I'll easily do this, but I'm going to go with who I think going to win. They're at home. i got to say Notre Dame. Um, although – if it's about favorites and likes, I'd definitely pull for Texas. I like Charlie Strong a lot. Um, I wish he could be an assistant in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, how about um, – I had not said much, but well, let's look at the point here. Uh, let's go to Ohio State, Virginia Tech. Uh, it seems like an obvious pick there, uh, John, but um, what do you think? I, I think, yes, it should be an obvious pick. The obvious pick to Ohio State. I do think they're going to win. Um, but I agree with you. I think it's going to be close. I, I just don't think Virginia Tech has the, the 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 weapons to be able to really just step up and do all this. Um, but I think Ohio State will pull it off. Okay. Um, and here's a game we haven't even talked about. We talked about one of these teams, but Auburn and Louisville, the Chick-fil-A Kickoff Classic. What say you, John Bonet? Woo. I got, now, look, Paul, I know you're going to hate me for this. I, I know you Come are. And, and I'll go and apologize. I am I – am, I, I think Auburn, this is, a, this is another year Auburn can make the big run. I, I oh, really I they think a lot of what Auburn has. And if, if Will Muschamp can really bring to that defense what I know he can bring to it, um, I'm not saying they're going to win a national championship. But they're going to be a tough one. I think, as we said earlier, it's going to come down to them and LSU in the West. Um, I think Auburn gets out here, and I think they can turn around and light this place up against, against Louisville. Okay. I'm with you. I am. I'm with you on that. So um, uh, we both have Auburn against Louisville. Um, I think they start off a little slow. But I do think they're going to have a lot of separation there. Um, how about uh, Arizona State taking on Texas A and M? What do you think about that? I, I, that one shocked me. I, I, you know, aren't they playing at Texas A and M? I believe. But so and they're playing down in there. Uh, uh, this is going to be. I think it will be a high score match. I think Texas A and M magic is. It, I, I think it. I think everybody's going to talk about. Texas A&M, like they did last year, um, I think I think Arizona State goes in there and beats them. Really? I, I, yes. I think they go in there, and they actually beat Texas a and M. I I do not think Texas A&M um, – I, I know they have some good players in there. I, I think um, he was just um, – um, Manziel was just magical when he was going in mm-hmm. there. I, I do not see it. I see it a high scoring game. I absolutely see it a high scoring game, and and maybe the higher scoring game the better for um, Texas A&M because they can get that crowd in it and they get that swing going on there at the stadium that that makes everybody's eyes go crazy. Um, I, I think that's hmm. their best chance, but I think Arizona State pulls it out. Okay, uh, real quickly because we got to pick our final four. Uh, anybody in the room, give us your final four. We'll share that here on the show and get you uh, marked down for this. If anybody hits it perfectly, there will be a gift at the end of the, the um, football, college football season. So put that in there, your four teams. Um, I have A&M winning at home. The 10th man is very strong, and I think the running game will take over. I don't think the quarterback needs to be very efficient as long as he can not get – long the O-line can uh, defend him. And – um take care of them in there. So I'm going to take Texas A&M be the SEC homer that I am. And that brings us to the last game here, John. Um, I, I basically, game I take earlier. So how do you think going to so take this Wisconsin-Alabama game? I think, I think Alabama's going to win. Alabama's going to come in there to win. Um, if they lose, oh, man, all, all the Alabama fans are going to be needing oxygen. <laughs> out of the state of Alabama I may run out of oxygen that night in the hospitals, because there's going to be a lot of people shot or having heart attacks as they lose to Wisconsin. But Alabama's going to go in there. They're going to win. They're going to shut it down. It may be ugly, but they're going to shut it down. They're going to win. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, okay, real quick. Do you think of any chance two SEC teams can be in the Final Four? Woo! No. Because I, I think the SEC champion... Will have, there's a very good chance that the SEC champion has two losses, unless it's from the East. The only way I think you get two, here's the only way I believe that you get two, is that I believe the SEC champ is probably going to come from LSU Auburn, like we've said, um, is that the SEC East champ will have one loss. And if that person, if that team beats the Western team, and beat them handily. Then probably the other West team could make it in. Had two losses, but I don't see two to a. I don't see two SEC teams in it this year. Okay, I'm not going to force you to say who you think's going to win it all. That's saying too much. We haven't seen a game yet. But who do you have in your Final Four? Be thinking about that. I want to make sure and put this what's so recorded on this podcast that
1: uh, <laughs> Tiffany.
0: Well, Tiffany comes in her Final Four. Tiffany Johnson, Ohio State, Oregon, Obama, LSU. Uh, I would agree with her on half. Um, let's see. We have Andrew Thompson in here. He likes – oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. He was – like something else. Okay, so far, it's just the only one that's given us anything. So, what do you think? Here's what I think. I think you got to have Ohio State. I think they're scheduled to point them out to go and do all that. Um, sure. I, I, I keep going back and forth. I'll be honest. I do go back and forth a little bit between TCU and Oklahoma. Um, After watching TCU last night, it scares me a little bit. Um, But I'm going to say TCU um, wins. uh, So, Ohio State, TCU, I think Auburn, and I think watch out for USC. That's all I need to say that. Watch out for USC out west. And I hate USC. But watch out for USC west okay, I dropped my pen like five minutes ago, and I'm taking a picture of my my pics here um uh, i don't want i don't want i don't want Andrew to think that I just copied him but um did you really see, take take photo take pictures and all right yeah auburn ohio state oregon and t c u so A.T. and myself are together on that. I think Auburn wow. wins the SEC. I think um, TCU will win out. I think Ohio State plays nobody, so are there. And I think Oregon with Adams, the new quarterback, another transfer. Another transfer there, John. This will be another Russell Wilson story. And I think they'll be there. Uh, I, and I will go ahead and say Ohio State won't win it out, but they're there. I really, really like the other three. I think TCU, Auburn, Oregon, any of those three could win it all. That's where I'm on that. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I just don't think Oregon will be able to to uh, redo the magic that they've had with Mariota. They're going to have a drop down in it, and and they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose a couple of games that they don't expect to lose. All right. I didn't say they're not going to lose the game, but they could lose the game <laughs> and still be there. So let's that
1: is let's, true. let's see what happens. That is, they got that to get. is
0: very true. They got to humble themselves a little bit. Hey, we have to share something real quick. We, we got we're out of time. We got we're like a minute over. Uh, oh yeah, Andrew, I'm with you all the way. Real tight. Um, we have had a lot of questions about this, and and when we promote this, and people want to know information, then go to the end of the John and Paul show on today's day to find us out uh, on pricing of exposure. Um, John, would you like to sort of explain that to everybody, or you may take it, or what do you think? We just got to do this. Oh, yeah, well, we can we can kind of work this end together. Um, you know, one thing we were trying to do to save some money in Atlanta was uh, to get the price down. We were cutting basically every meal that we had except for two, and you were going to have to be responsible for your own and be responsible for your own breakfast. Well, the beauty of going back to Huntsville is, guess what? We get to eat again, Paul. I know you're excited. We do. I'm excited about getting to eat again. Um, Taco your all around. Woo! Give us out for the taco salad to make everybody better it. Not- but <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, we are going back. The pricing um, for everything is $150, and um, that gives you everything back, all your breakfasts, um, all your lunch, and your dinners, except for the one dinner, of course, that we always let everybody go out with their youth group. to kind of have to spend some time. All of that so the pricing is 150 uh, registration opens October 1st we're not necessarily doing an early bird late bird whatever you want to call it pricing and all of that um, but of course first come first serve is, is who's in the embassy and then we go from there so that kind of that's kind of your little early early bird special isn't it Paul you know get in yeah. there get it paid and get, make sure that you are in the embassy uh, but we got two other great, great hotels, the Spring Hill and the Marriott, in the, at the Space and Rocket Center. Yeah. So, Embassy Suite first, then the Spring Hill Suite right across the way, and then the Marriott at the Space and Rocket Center is a, your third option. So, um, hey, that's where we're at. Hey, the price, is, that. the price is worth it for just what Andrew said in the chat room omelets. omelets. That's right. Well, that's right. And by the way, all three of the hotels are providing a really good breakfast. So, um, yeah. Um, please know you're not missing out if you if you missed the first um, getting in for the suite. Um
1: We're not putting out a
0: big list of now you're here, now you're here. It is in the order in which you re- we received your payment. Um, that will be the answer. And uh, the new website is at exposureyouthcamp.com. There will be online registration and online uh, payment with credit card and or check. Uh, feel confident in that. But just know once we receive your payment for that, that's when you or adds a list of who goes where. So please don't forget about that. We are at Huntsville, and um, and that is how that would go. Um, anything else we did to mention here, John? Uh, I think that is about it all. I mean, we're back in college football season, brother. Oh, I guess we do need to talk about it. i mean, just say good luck to our partner Eagles. They have left this morning, heading down to Lakeland, Florida, to start their season. They play uh, Southeastern University uh, for their. They begin their second season in, in AIA football, and uh, so we're hoping that the Eagles go down there and and pour water on the flames.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and um, the fire. I forgot which one they call it. The fire or plane. And. Uh, <laughs> Go and take care of business, and then they'll be back home Sunday morning about 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. So uh, we hope that they have a safe drive, but uh, looking forward to it. If you are in Montgomery, come on out today, and tomorrow we have a volleyball tournament going on. Um, if you're uh, a volleyball fan, we got Faulkner here, Truett McConnell's here, Freed Hardeman's here to play in this, this uh, tournament. So come on out and cheer them on. Cool. Well... Uh, to all of our homeschoolers here at the University Church of Christ building, I love you very much and I'm glad you're here. I'm fixing to step out of my office and I hope that I won't step on any children, but uh, I'm glad you're here. This is a safe place for you. Um, <laughs> all is well with the world, the utopia of the you. Pretty nice. Um, the movement from upstairs to downstairs of our youth uh, program facilities is underway. I'm excited about that. Pray for us that myself and no interns are heard of the process. And um, thank you for listening <laughs> to our podcast today. We'll be back next Friday, John, at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. John, anything you got before we get out of here? Just pray for Paul. Pray that he does not need counseling after this move down, down <laughs> from the youth room to another youth room. That's right. A lot to this. A lot going on. Log on ministry. If you have anything you need, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, Go to our website at adventuresinministry.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And, of course, at the John and Paul Show at johnandpaulshow.com. Thank you for listening. We bid you a good week, and God bless.